Welcome to Alphabet Scoop, episode 129. As always, I'm joined by Kyle Bradshaw and Ben Schoen. This week is Android 12 Beta 3 week and everything that comes with that. So diving right in, uh, we get a, a Beta 3 that has quite a bit of refinements, a lot of refinements. So I think the biggest change is how the wallpaper and styles app um, has been revamped and optimized to material you. We, we have this, I don't know, this new UI, which feels very much the first material you native interface. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. I mean, there's no, there's nothing missing. There's nothing that is out of place. Everything top to bottom is material you. Mm-hmm. So you, you, we get a nice preview of your lock screen and your home screen. And the key part that they added is the ability to pick colors uh, from your wallpaper. And how are you liking that so far? I like the predictability of it personally, just because uh, before every time I would reboot, I'd have a different set of colors. Mm. And I was like, what's happening yep. here? Consistency is nice. I, 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 I'm, I am curious what happened there, what the logic was behind that. Was it just generating fresh every single time or every single reboot? Or I don't know why that differed, that varied. But yeah, now we have the picker from the wallpapers and you can also pick basic colors, which um, for, for people that want a bit more consistency. And the other thing that we weren't really expecting uh, are themed icons where Google, if you enable this option, your most of Google's home screen icons, they turn into this, what, monotone? They, well, yeah, it's a very simple, simply toned two colors or so. And is anybody living with that? Yeah, I'm, I'm using that not for any particular reason, but I am using it. It's it's interesting to see the apps that are supported and the apps that aren't. Like mm. I, it, most most Google apps you can name are supported, but not Stadia, which I like only am just now noticing on my own home screen, having used it for over twenty four hours now. I'm like, wait a second, Stadia looks the same, so I don't quite get that one. But uh, yeah, it seems kind of weird that it's. Only for Google Apps. Like, who, who is this for? That- I have to imagine that they eventually plan on making that, making it happen for other apps somehow. Like, that can't just be an opt-in thing. If okay. it is, it's never gonna, yeah. it's never gonna be useful because it's just gonna, it's just gonna annoy the crap out of a lot of people. <laughs> so, there's. We, I had uh, Dylan and I did some digging into this earlier, actually. We might have been posted, but probably by the time the podcast goes up. Um, there's uh, it's in Pixel Launcher. The code for all of and all of the icons is in Pixel Launcher. The the list of apps that support it, it's all manually written in there. So if another app wants to get added, I think I think it needs a Pixel Launcher update. I'm, okay. I don't know. But Okay, so most people are going to think icon packs and theming packs and that kind of thing. But because it, the way it's stylized in the style 
in the settings, it's themed icons with an on and off toggle. It doesn't let you choose different packs or anything. So I'm curious if what's going to happen here is Google is going to is Google going to manage a pack a pack of icons or are they going to offer a standardized model of sorts where companies where Google lays out the guide the pixel theme maybe they lay out their guidelines for what I what th- their themed icons should look like and various uh, people conform to it i i don't know if 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 themed icon packs the best way to think about this or whether it's google just wants to give you the multi-color icons today or this separate themed monotone etc option well i would think that they would just give it like a kind of like a template you would create a template for Uh the for the launcher to basically plug its colors into because any other way would just make it even more, even harder to maintain. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I mean, I see what Abner saying though. Like it, this works on pixels, but you know, this style of icon isn't really going to make any sense on a Samsung phone. Yeah. I mean, it's, I don't think so. Anyway. I, I don't know about that. Yeah, I, I mean, like, the shape is different on on Samsung phones, but it's not like you have a different icon for Spotify or whatever on a different uh, manufacturer's phone. Okay. I, okay. I, I guess at a high level, my question is, is Google going to allow other people to make, is this Google making icon packs official? Are they going to link to a, something in the play store where you download, you select, and there's this new plug and play system in the pixel launcher or are themed icons, this opinionated thing. That's part of the Google pixels, Google pixels, material use. I would think it can't be the play store route just because then the whole material you part becomes less automatic, which is the whole point. Like with material, you just change your wallpaper and, you know, pick up a color palette and it's all done for you. If you were choosing between different, like different, uh, different icon packs with different designs and color tones and all that, it just becomes infinitely more complicated. There's probably a way for them to like, let you plug in a certain style, uh, like manually override maybe the shapes, but I don't think they can do it to where, that you can override the colors because that would just take away from it more than it adds to it. I mean, I guess if you think about it, this, this whole thing is really just as simple as a flat icon. As long as your app has a flat icon to provide pixel launcher can do the rest. But like some of these icons on, okay. Do you think the pixel theme made the, the pixel design team made these, or they went out to every team and had them, create an icon because i think it's a pixel theme like if you look at the home uh, google home icon for example the outline is long it, it doesn't match the there's only three sections three lines making up the home icon instead of should be four so that it's not perfect and i don't i don't i don't know how they're going to scale this basically i don't know what whether 
what they exactly they want this to be in. Because we saw this in like the very first weeks of Android 12, these very stylized icons. And I think the discussion we were having earlier was whether they were going to just be reserved to like system stuff, like phone, app, messages, maybe the camera. But this is this is going for Google. I mean, for now, I think the important thing is that it's all handled by Pixel Launcher, so it's definitely not an Android 12 thing. This is a Pixel thing. Hmm. Yeah. I'm sure other companies would love to take advantage of this, though. And I've, I'm sure Google will open things up, or at least, you know, make it available to them. Because they are, at, like, they're not saying this is a Pixel thing. They're they're mainly saying it with Android. Like, they have said, yes, it's starting on Pixels, but that was a pretty key language, too. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, yeah. Um, there's, let's see, what else is there? And the material you theming. Oh, so App Shortcuts got a slight of a big visual redesign in that they now also pick up material U colors. Uh, what do what do the two of you think of that? I think it's a very neat little touch that I quite like. The same with the uh, menu that the po- all the pop up menus kind of change based on the background, and I can see how some people wouldn't like it. And I think it would be smart if there was a toggle for honestly a lot of the color stuff because I think a lot of people are not yeah. uh, not going to be fans of some of Google's choices. But personally, I am very much on board with that. Well, I mean, I think that I think that the the basic colors option is that is exactly what you're asking for. Like um, when you have the dynamic colors enabled on a complicated background, it uses colors based on what's underneath but then if you but if you switch to basic colors it just sticks with the the same color throughout this is true yeah i I guess i guess that is the that is the case they might need to make it a little more clear though that that's what's happening yeah this is yeah the tutorial which pixel tips app did get updated um uh with this beta two beta three rather but yeah, there's going to be a lot of intro period. Uh, there's going to be, they're going to need a lot of introduction on this stuff. Um, I don't know. Some of the colors are too faded. Some of the more subtle ones for me, they were, they're really dark and, well, they're really pastel and they're really faded. And I don't know. It's, I prefer bold colors speaking personally. I think the, I think that the way that they are works well um, as in terms of like translating to both light and dark mode and all that. Um, but yeah, I do wish they were just slightly bolder. I found some bold colors if you use a bold wallpaper. That's true. That's true. Yeah, the re- the reds look very nice when you when you hit the right one. Purple too. Purple is nice. Yeah. Well, again, when you hit the right one, because I've had purples that are. Very subtle. Um, yeah, purple is an interesting one on this. I would like. I would like to just have you know just slightly more control, like uh, where it gives you the wallpaper colors. Maybe have a have the fourth one just be like uh, you can click on it and then you see the different options and then you can kind of like drag around the wallpaper and pick which ones you like. 
Mm, yeah, that'd be nice. It's I feel like old Google, early Android would just straight up give you a hex code box. <laughs> yeah, which you enter your desire. I mean, that would be very fun. A lot of people could have a lot of fun with that, but it also still breaks that whole it's automatic thing. Yeah, that's that's the key. It has to be effort for the most. Which I think I think letting you pick from the wallpaper, like literally by dragging a color picker around the wallpaper would be a good way of doing that. Mm, friendly. Yeah. Definitely be friendly. At the same time, though, it's got to pull multiple colors, which makes it trickier. And all the colors are chosen in such a way that any app developer can reliably know this is a good point their app isn't going to be out of contrast or have have poor contrast between elements so everything that's happening right now is happening in a very particular way and anything more specific than that is going to take away from the magic this is true yes magic yeah so yeah um that's a a a sizable significant update to mtou as it continues it's evolution um but the other big thing in this release was the big finery of scrolling screenshots and yeah it's here what everybody wants it's here it works kind of well it uh so if you compare it to uh samsung is the obvious comparison uh because they've had it for years uh, Samsung's works. You take a screenshot and then you have this little button that you can just click to expand as far as you want on anything. Uh, it works. It's generally pretty good. Once in a while, it will screw up massively and you just can't do it. Uh, Google's way of getting around that. Well, it, it screws up just because sometimes uh, a screen element will move or will follow you down or something like that. And then you'll get multiple of it in the same screenshot. Uh, Google's way around that is it's just a static view and it takes the whole thing and then you can crop it manually, uh, which I think is kind of nice. Like, I, I don't, th- it would be a little difficult for very, very long uh, lists, but I think it does work and gets around that annoying little bit. But right now, it does not work on websites, which kind of sucks. Yeah. Uh, Dave Burke, um, engineering VP at Google said that they are working on the web and web views, presumably. So that's coming. Here's a bit of a devil's advocate uh, take. We, in our line, in our industry, obviously need something like this is obviously useful. Why is it useful for other people? Well, I mean, think about it on a website. If you're trying to share a screenshot of something and it's just a little bit longer than your screen, you're going to end up either cutting it off or missing something in the screenshot. If you can take a scrolling screenshot, you can crop it down to exactly how you need it instead of being sending multiple screenshots. Like I get... People who they, they'll take a screenshot, they'll scroll down, they'll take another screenshot, they'll scroll down, they'll take another screenshot, and then they send them all to me. With this, you could just send everything at once. So I think it's something that the average user will act. It, it is something they will definitely use. It's just not going to be like something you use on a daily basis. I mean, you, you say that it's, I don't know, you said it's something that we would use regularly. I, I just don't see it. Like, I, 
I don't like what it puts out. I don't like the the tall image format of of uh, scrolling screenshots. Oh, I just, I just, I just. Oh, I know what people are using this for: capturing the conversations, yeah, the messages. That's, yeah, and that's about yeah. the only thing I've ever used it for. Both a good and bad thing, in many ways. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyways, but yeah. I know in our line of work, um, galleries. I don't know. We might have to rethink approach to galleries, but in terms of taking one screenshot in one go, obviously very useful. But in terms of sharing, Google Photos is about to get weird. Yeah, it it does not work very well in galleries at all, but it works really well when you're sharing it in messages because. It will send the full height screenshot, but it'll be the a width where it's still readable. Like if you send a scrolling screenshot through like Google Messages or Telegram, it works perfectly because you can just click. You don't even have to click on it. You just read it like you do a message. Um, so, yeah, I think it, that it, it is not a daily use case thing and it's not a tool that's going to be useful in every scenario, but it is useful in that. And that is something that a lot of people do. Honestly, though, I feel like the the whole reason that this happened is because of that. Uh, it, this this whole thing is one big misunderstanding. Like it, the, when the original bug got closed on the Android bug tracker, and they're like, "Oh, it's infeasible," and which is just like a, a, a common tag on the bug tracker, and like oh no it's not infeasible samsung's doing it huawei's doing it so and so's doing it you know lg i guess i don't know it, all of that was like all of that led to this the excitement for a feature that people aren't may not necessarily use all the time i don't really get it you no know, it's definitely overhyped it is something that is useful like once every 40 days it, you will use it once in a blue moon and then you will never use it again until the next time it is relatively useful. That makes any sense at all. Yeah. 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 I know. I just feel like we're going to see a lot more people, a lot more people sharing screenshots of their messages. And again, for better or worse, for better or worse. Anyways, so there's that. Uh, let's see what else is here. So, assistants. Being able... The new way that Google wants you to launch assistant is by holding down on the power button. Or, I guess the first way has always been being able to use the hot word to launch assistant. But after introducing the ability to swipe on the corner, what was that, Android 10? It was 11. Or no, no, I guess it... Yeah, it was 11, because it came after... 10 was gesture nav, and then it was after gesture nav. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After introducing that, um, people have the option to disable it and to just to just use the side, the side button. And mm, so far, I'm not that big of a fan in terms of losing the ability to have a hard, a hard button to restart your phone, the power off, etc. But... I, I'm curious what, like, how most people will take to the ability to 
just hold down the to have a dedicated button because this is something Google has been trying for a long time. Nokia uh, was an, an early adopter of a, of a dedicated button, but it has Bixby, Samsung that hasn't really taken no, off. No, they got they got rid of their bone. They they got for rid a of system it. like what Google's no. doing here. Yeah, I mean it's pretty obvious that this is just happening because this is what the iPhone does now. It it the power button is now a Siri button. Um, just because they didn't have any other option. Uh, I think that for people switching from an iPhone, they will appreciate it. Uh, for everyone else, it's going to be really annoying for like six months. Mm. Yeah. So I say stay. Yeah. And then they'll just settle on it. Basically people are going to settle on, do I want this or not? And six months from now, everyone will have decided that. Uh, It's it feels like a shame because Google, with their previous gestion uh, button navigation system, it ha- was so simple. You press down on the center button at the bottom of your screen. And I felt that was... Like, remember the Google Now on the Galaxy Nexus and the Nexus mm. 7? They had that beautiful animation when you swipe yeah. up. This circular animation and all that. That was a gorgeous thing to launch the Google Now feed. and. That's been, that's not happening. And and then that eventually got reduced to just a regular press and hold. And then gesture nav, two button gesture navigation happened. And now, now we're here where there's no branding opportunity. It's just, uh, no, it's not even on screen really. It's just a hardware button, which I, I don't know whether people like that, but I'm sure they'll eventually get to it. I mean, personally, I prefer the on-screen gesture just because it is, it's natural. Like it's, you don't have to move your hand to do it. Like it takes a second to get the hang of it, but the power button, unless you're holding it in the hand where the power button is accessible, it's much less convenient, but it's, it, it all just comes down to, this is an option. You don't have to use it. Google's just giving you a choice, which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. But, mm, I feel like we're like a hot minute away from the corner site going away. I hope not. In the uh, way just Shenaf went. I feel like we're on that path on new devices or something. If it already launched on an old device, you'll still have it, but otherwise it'll be gone. I don't know. I feel like we're... It, that's that's the kind of situation. I just don't understand. I, I just wish Google would stick to whatever it is that they do. Like I enjoyed having cards and passes in the locks in the in the power menu. Immense. Yeah, I was, Immense. and now you know I, I'm starting to like having the swipe for assistant, even though I don't really use assistant on my phone that much anymore. I mostly use it on smart homes and or smart home devices. Just. Because, like, if I'm going to talk to the assistant, why would I even look at my phone? Uh, yeah. I don't know. It, it, I just don't get what they're, what they're, what, whatever they're doing, I just wish they would stick with it. So for some consistency so that the other, other brands have an opportunity to build on top of it at some point. Yeah. It, it betrays a lack of, like, I don't know, forward, forward vision. I've, I guess in the moment, well, everybody thinks in the moment the design implementation they went when works and it's the best one. But 
man, the data they're getting on the corner swipe must be really bad. The people must really not be taking to it or remembering that it exists. So yeah, um, let's see. Uh, quick, uh, quick round. This you can turn off Wi-Fi from the internet pop up. Good. It's I I I don't think people are crazy about the uh, the internet quick setting style. No, it is very yes. jarring. Like I understand what they're going for, but it is very jarring and confusing and it no like i th- i feel like the only reason it exists is because they didn't want to have two toggles for wi-fi and data because people use those both on a regular basis and clutter but it's it's bad it's bad yeah it's not it's yeah i, I hope that's something they change I think, but we'll see. So another thing is an exciting thing. There's a really cool way to share links now. Uh, Yes. If you open, if you have Google Chrome open to a web page and you go into your recents menu, there is now a little button that lets you click on it to copy or share the link uh, directly from the recents menu, which is really neat. And also what I did not realize when I wrote the article is that if you drag and drop that button, you can drag and drop it to the bottom of the screen with all with all of the people's faces and all that from your share menu. And then it immediately yeah. goes in, which I think is really neat, but it feels very out of place. It's very out of place. It's a mixed metaphor. This feels not a mixed metaphor, but. This feels very out of it, place. It feels very much like someone said, "Hey, I have a good idea," and someone and their manager or whoever it just said, "Go language. ahead and try it," and everyone else revolted. It doesn't fit the language. No, it structure. does. I fully agree, but I think it's fun. This it's fun. This is for foldables. Ooh, yeah, I I like this on foldables. Wait, wait, didn't wait, you? Don't, I don't even. No, nope, that is that makes great. You, drag it from one to another you just yeah like, i don't know like I, I, I have to i almost want to like open up a i'm gonna i'm gonna open a split screen right now and okay try and like copy you know a, what a link from chrome to docs and see what happens yep wait but that's a horrible ui no. idea it's too no it's unfoldable yes i now have this vision <laughs> in my head which i doubt will happen but if someone's listening who has the ability to make this happen please do uh that on foldables android's uh, multitasking screen is just going to turn into the one from the ipad where you have a few different windows on screen at once and you can drag and drop and now i really want that okay i can tell abner has issues with this but i thank you for putting this visual in my mind kyle because it's fantastic oh you know um doc supports this too you can copy a link to a docs page. It's probably all any URL. Yeah, no, but I mean, like, I'm, I'm oh, in okay. the docs app. Well, yeah, dra- cool. drag yeah. and drop. Oh, you mean like if you open the, the docs- link? The link is the, if I'm if I'm docs in recent. The 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 link the little icon is there. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. I would. I'm happy if I'd be more than fine if you can just. Um, quickly copy stuff and paste it the way you want to uh, manually. But the direct share, I don't know, the, the extra drag and drop about the, 
the extra drag and drop feels like the start, like last year, how the notifications, sorry, how the media player had that ripple, that exciting new ripple that was very out of place for everything. I, I, I agree that you can see this as an extension of drag and drop and Android Swarm desktop multi-window thing that's never come to fruition ever <laughs> or probably will never ever happen because Chrome OS exists. But I don't know, it just feels like if you're going to base a system on dragging and dropping, have a complete vision, not just these one-time things that 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 look clever, that feel that might feel nice, but Okay, but but someone from the Android team might be listening to this and might implement it on foldables because it's a great idea. <laughs> okay, but on foldables, it's the, the how how much space you have to drag. This it makes sense on the phone because the only thing you have to do is go down at your finger. But if you're on a large screen device, that add the idea of dragging and no, because you're dragging something okay on a screen. on like a Galaxy Fold two size. No, because you're using both hands to use that, and actions like that actually feel pretty nice on that size. Um, Especially with S Pen support coming to, mm-hmm. it's just going to be a nightmare in terms of uh, if done right. This would be great, uh, but yeah, they do they do need to add to it. It can't just be you know taking the current multitasking screen and adding this to it. It needs to, they would have to make the screen, they'd have to have more density to the, uh, app sizes, like the apps, the app, the apps in the multitasking screen, as I mentioned, make it look like the iPads one. It's very good. Um, and yeah, use it in a few other places. Maybe, you know, with multi-touch, you could move it to where you you open a different app with your other finger or something. I don't know, but they would have to do yeah. more than it is now. But I think this, thank you, Kyle. I love this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um, there's that again, in general, the future, the feature is quite useful. Let's see what else is there. The ripple effect is greatly toned down with uh, most people thinking it's fine it's now fine um and the other things which will lead us to our next topic so the 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 setup experience on pixel phones has been completely revamped to have some material u touches and flourishes and all that and that is paired with um google very clearly introducing a new default ringtone notification sound and alarm tone the pixel so they're re- they're definitely looking towards the future here yeah i mean they're definitely looking to just streamline that uh that one i wonder if this is going to be no just wondering like when depending on when uh android 12 launches and when the uh 5a launches but that those there's no way those two line up yeah yeah, the yeah. 5A. Um, but yeah, to wrap up the discussion about Android 12, is it stable? I have no complaints so far. I'd certainly say so. Yeah. 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 
yeah, it's from beta two was a bit rough, but beta three definitely seems ready for most people to try it. How's battery life for both of you? I can't speak to that because I missed my wireless charger last night and woke up to a totally dead phone. So Ooh, that's a uh, that's a rare occurrence. Yeah, in day. I was I was charging uh, most of the morning, so my my estimate is a little skewed. And I've been a little on my phone a little bit more than usual doing and leaving my screen on for extended periods. So my uh, battery usage is uh, not representative. Hmm. Yes. Yes. So yeah, um, it's they're really polishing it up. This is probably a good time for most people to join. Uh, if you want to be even more careful, beta four should be pretty, pretty good release in terms of, Google nailing down final behaviors for apps. So, yeah. Android 12 beta 3. Or you could just install the final when it launches and be wowed by everything all at once. Yeah, that's... Can you imagine that? <laughs> that what uh, We obviously have to install it day one, but... Uh, the general intended audience, the public audience, installing an update and having it something totally new that's in-depth and that you can explore. That must be nice. So yeah, um, moving forward, Android 12 Beta 3 does reveal some interesting things about the next Pixel, especially in the camera department. Yeah, so uh, with... Beta 3, we also got the release of Google Camera 8.3, which is uh, the first update we've had in a little while and probably the last one we're going to get until the Pixel 5a launches. But uh, in it, we got some some nice little tidbits. Like we uh, found the Pixel 6 uh, should have a 1080p display, which lines up with uh, Max's, Max Winebox rumors. Uh, but this Pixel 6 Pro it should have a 1440p display, which is a nice little... Uh, I mean, it's not too big of a step up considering the Pixel 4 was the same resolution-ish, but we don't know how tall these are, so it could still be bigger in that department. Um, but we found that the there's a difference between the Pixel 6 and the Pixel 6 Pro uh, besides the, the fact that the Pro should have a third camera sensor uh, a rear camera sensor. The it looks like the Pixel Six Pro will have 4K selfie recordings, but not the the smaller Pixel Six. I I don't know why they need to make that distinction. That's curious. It, it's again, this is what they can do by naming it by the rumor suggesting that this will be the uh, Pixel Six Pro versus a uh, Pixel Six XL and. I, I don't like this trend. They had a good thing going in terms of making consistent sizes, uh, premium phones for small for people who like smaller devices. So this is giving them a chance to do that, and I don't know, make it more expensive, presumably. Yeah, I, I, I miss the consistency between just normal and XL. They were just it, the only thing different was size and you know, the, the little things that happen in hardware manufacturing when there's a difference, but this is, uh, this is extreme. 
besides all the other specs and everything that have been leaked, it's weird to see the different cameras. Because even the Pixel 5 and Pixel 4a 5G had the same camera sensors. Yeah. uh, Again, this is something that Apple has been doing with the Pro lines. The Pro getting the better camera uh, a year ahead and the regular phones following afterwards. But the selfie camera, what an interesting place to what an interesting place to decide where to make a change or to use different sensors because every sensor change means more work. So they're very purposefully doing that. Now, and the hope is that the value got the value from doing a different component is significantly better. But we'll see. We'll have to wait. Yeah. And and elsewhere on the selfie thing, it, it the weirdest thing that we found is that it kind of looks like they might be adding a flash to the selfie camera somehow. I don't really understand this one, especially from especially from a personal standpoint. Like uh, Google's been doing really good with Night Sight, and I've never I haven't needed to use my flash in a long, long time except as a flashlight. But it looks like they're adding a torch to the front. And I just don't I don't know what that's for or who that's for. It's video. It has to be for video, right? They're really having an optimal video experience, or is there a real selfie? Yeah, I mean, I guess with TikTok and all that kind of thing, you know, rather than it being for still images, it could be for recording videos like that. Yeah, and meetings potentially, even having a taking a video call in a dark location. Mm Hmm. So yeah. Uh, what else? What else is there? Uh, let's see. It looks like uh, Pixel 6 will be able to do seven times zoom while recording videos, which is uh, a step up from the five times zoom on the Pixel 5. Uh, there's also some clues to uh, something about a an ultra telephoto lens. Uh, it's yeah. supposed to be able to do, or it looks like it's going to be a 5x optical zoom rather than a digital zoom, which sounds really nice. Yes, please. Please. But we also weren't able to definitively connect it to the Pixel 6 Pro or any any other particular model. So it's, uh, while cool, we don't have anything firm on that right now. It could be for the Pixel 7 for all we know at this stage. I, I'm just going to pre- to convey my pre-angst at how I, as a lover of telephoto lenses, have to get 6 Pro and not the small 6. It's I'm not looking forward to having to make this decision. Because I, I want a telephoto, but I don't want a ginormous phone. And this year is going to be... I mean, to be, fa- to be fair, they're both already pretty big. Every centimeter matters <laughs> in saving my pockets. And it's, it's, I think it's, it doesn't make any sense to me that the third lens is the telephoto rather than the third lens being the ultra wide. I don't use my ultra wide. I don't know anybody who uses the ultra wide. It's, yes, but Google was bad. attacked mercilessly for making that decision two years ago, and they're not going to do it again. Everyone yelled at them to uh, say, hey, it should have been an ultra wide. 
and they're yeah. they're never going to go back on this. The, like the, it ha, it has been it, whether or not you agree with them, that is what the people chose. Okay, ultra wide. I will give the defenders of that sensor that it's more pronounced. That you can definitely see it more. That you can that regular people can zoom out, and that's an effect that people want. But there's just so much utility from oh, zooming in. Oh, I 100% closely. agree. I think the only argument for the ultra wide that um, that actually like makes sense for its benefit is you can without okay you can't you can't use software to make an ultra wide shot, but you can use software to zoom in. Yes, it doesn't. It's not as good as a photo anymore, but it is possible. I'm just saying that this cultural moment, this wide angle phenomenon started at the Academy Awards, was it, when they took that selfie? That ingrained it for everybody. Which is even more annoying because Google got rid of ultra-wide selfie cameras. Right. The ultra-wide selfie made sense. Yeah, they made a big deal about that. Yeah, that that's that's what should have the That made an insane amount of sense. Which is, of course, why they got rid of it. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. So, yeah. Any other features, Kyle? Uh, Honestly, the the removal of one, it looks like they're taking Super Res Zoom out. Or replacing it with uh, some other machine learning-based technology that isn't what they refer internally as Sabre. But... uh, you know, based on just the the research that uh, Google camera hackers have uh, shared online, Saber is Super Res Zoom. So it's weird that Super Res Zoom is disabled. I, if you combine that and a telephoto, I wonder what your effective zoom rate is. Oh man, yeah, do like a hundred x or something zoom. Do some get do like an actual telescope. Like, yes, it can do astrophotography, but it's also a telescope. <laughs> oh, man, I want that. So yeah, that's a lot that we, a lot of tidbits that we learned on the Pixel 5, on the Pixel 6. So now we're down to the most important question. What is this phone going to be called? <laughs> Earlier this week, we saw a Google, an official Google forms for developers talk about how mentioned the Pixel 6 XL. And in my opinion, that's just just the fact that, I don't know, the familiarity. But with these, the hardware differences we're seeing between the two phones, I think that's a clear proponent in the direction that it's that where it's the Pro. It's going to be called the Pro. Yeah, I mean, it just doesn't make sense to call it XL anymore just because of the fact that they are not the same phone anymore. Yeah. At, yeah, and again, I don't, I'm not a fan of how they're switching away from the consistency that they're going to offer a different, a much better phone that, and have that map to size. I mean, I just think like with with everything that we've addressed, like between the specs being different, the camera being different, the resolution being different, it seems like Pro is the only way to go, or Ultra. Hmm. Finally, fulfill the meme four years later. (laughs) 
has it been four years? I thought it was just three. I thought that was the Pixel 3 year that they that was the, the Pixel, Ultra started. Pixel, Pixel 2 was Pixel where it started. 2. Really? That yep. long? Golly. Yeah, because d- during the Pixel 2's uh, uh, announcement event, they threw the Pixel Ultra name in a widget on a ca- on a calendar widget. Oh, no. They th- the, it, <laughs> it's, yeah, it said meeting. Pixel Ultra meeting. That was great. Like that was, I miss those days of Google's pixel day, like pixel development where they like acknowledge stuff. Cheeky. Very cheeky. I'd rather have the tiny, the tiny, tiny pixel phone that they shared with the banana for scale. Oh yeah. 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 What was that? When was that? I think it was during or after the three cycle. I could be wrong. Yeah. The, Definitely rings a bell. But yeah, anyways, that is the latest on the Pixel 6. And with that, thank you for joining us. You can tune into Alphabet Scoop every week. You can find us on all your favorite podcasting platforms, such as Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Apple Podcasts, and iTunes. And you can listen on our site at 95google.com if you wish. Thank you for tuning in. And thanks to Ben and Kyle for joining me. We'll see you all next week. Bye. See ya. Bye.